the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. We're rocking and rolling through this year's NCAA tournament bracket. Uh, We already got the West Region pod out, uh, so make sure you check that out if you haven't already consumed it in its entirety. Uh, Lundy from left coast, let's go to the right coast and let's talk about the East Region where Baylor is the number one seed, Kentucky the number two seed. Uh, Let's discuss our favorite future from this region. And for me, honestly, I'm taking Kentucky. It's it's practically chalk at plus 160 to represent uh, this area of the bracket in the Final Four in New Orleans. But uh, I like this Wildcats team, man, uh, because Oscar Shibway, the frontrunner for the National Player of the Year honor, and it's understandable. I mean, the guy is an absolute uncontainable beast in the interior. Uh, he can go out there and get you, you know, 25 and 15 rebounds. Hell, uh, earlier this season, he out-rebounded the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers by himself. When he had 28 boards in that game, I watched it with just utter amazement. Uh, he is a, a phenomenon, and and I think ultimately for Kentucky, what uh, is going to need to happen for them to you know reach uh, Nolens and cash me a winning ticket is their guard play. Um, you know, Immense and Grady, those guys got to step up. They have not shot the ball particularly well from distance down the stretch, uh, shooting just 32.2% over the last 30 days from distance, but I think they got the goods. I think they got the tools, and Coach Cal and company, I think, are going to be down there in the Crescent City when it's all said and done. So, I like them at plus 160. What's your favorite future from the East region? Um, well, first of all, uh, you, you better shop around. Uh, at BetMGM, you can get Kentucky at plus 200. So, let me get oh, you some even extra, better. Uh, let me get you some extra uh, uh, dollars there in your pocket, Brad, with Kentucky. I'll also say in terms of a, like a long, um, a, a longer odd value, just because it could, they could go on the second run, UCLA for the Final Four is a plus 600. Um, and you can actually get them at a plus 150 to make it to the Elite Eight. Now, do I think they will? No. But I'm not necessarily going to shy away from a half unit on them to pull off the run again to represent the West Coast. So at plus 600, I'll yeah, I'll throw a little bit on that one. But my favorite value in the East is the fact that you can get Kentucky at that kind of plus odds. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, always shop around. Good point there, Lundy. Two to one odds at BetMGM. Sign me the hell up. And with that, bartender, bartender. A little hair of the dog here in Vegas. Pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's talk uh, some of our favorite picks in the East region. We're going to start off uh, with one. I could not believe this team total was as low as it was. But here we are, 70 and a half, 78 and a half points for the Purdue Boilermakers. Boiler up! Against the Yale Bulldogs, I uh, found that one at BetMGM at minus 120, and I'm jumping all over it. Look, uh, I know Purdue's got problems defensively, uh, but Yale is extraordinarily fortunate to be in the big dance. Why? Well, um, they shot lights out against Princeton in the Ivy League title game, and on paper, this is a team that Purdue should absolutely pummel Lundy 
as they are well outside uh, the top 100 in multiple advanced analytics, in particular an adjusted offensive efficiency, uh, where they rank number 103 in the nation in that category. They don't score the basketball particularly well. You know, Purdue could just beat you in so many different ways offensively. Zach Eady and Travion Williams inside. Jaden Ivey, the one-man fast break, is you know, just oozing with NBA potential. And he's a guy that will likely fill up the cup early and often in this one. Sasha Stefanovic from outside shooting over 40% uh, from distance. And you've got, you know, Hunter and some of the other ancillary players here. I mean, they, they are damn good. And, and that's what Purdue excels at is scoring the basketball. 1.213 points per possession on the season. That is number three among all 358 Division One teams in college hoops. So uh, when the dust settles, I think Purdue is in the 80s in this opening round matchup. So fade or follow the Boilers spilling over into the 80s, and all we need them to get to is 79 to cash a ticket because it's over 78.5 on that team total, minus 120 at BetMGM. Uh, you know, I know you were talking about the hair of the dog, but this is one I was actually rubbing my eyes. I'm like, uh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What? Uh, 70. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you're right. Yale is lucky, but Hey, look, so were my Oregon state beavers last year and they made yeah. it to the elite eight. So sometimes luck can actually work in your favor. As long as the luck does not dry up very quickly. It's kind of like Vegas. If you can go through like a day and a half with some good luck, then if it dries up, you probably are still on house money. The problem is if your luck dries up like the moment the plane's wheels hit the ground <laughs> at, at, uh, at, at the airport, that's when you know you've got a problem uh, is when the luck just doesn't even start for you. But Yale's already got a little bit of it. That said, the spread is what, 15 and a half? I've seen as high um, as 16 think- right now. Geez, that's a big number. It um, is. I mean, even for Purdue, I think that's a big number. Um, uh, but – that said, I think this is the play within this particular game. I think you focus in on that team total instead. Jump on this one, especially with a team third in offensive efficiency. Pile up the points, Purdue. Number four. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about an underdog who uh, may pack a little bit of a bite, and that is St. Peter's. Yes, against Kentucky, and I know we are already saying, but Evans, you pick Kentucky to represent this region at 2-1 to one odds at Benham Gym. Yes, I get that. I'm not saying that the Peacocks are going to be strutting their stuff so much that they're going to strut on to the round of 32 and spring one of the biggest upsets of all time in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, but I think they will give Kentucky a run for their money, and I think 18 points. It's just too large of a spread here. Pull this one from DraftKings at minus 110. Lundy, uh, the Peacocks are the greatest defensive team to ever have a 15 seed in NCAA tournament history. They're number 34 overall in adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up just 0.945 points per possession. They're number six on the season in effective field goal percentage D. They're allowing 29.4% outside the arc and 44% inside the arc. They play a slow, methodical grinded out pace, number 242 in adjusted tempo, so it only compounds that extraordinary defense. Um, You know, they played Providence, lost by 14 in non-conference. They played VCU, didn't make the NCAA tournament, but in the NIT, uh, and they lost by three in that one. So just because this pace is going to be slow, uh, just because the Peacocks really get after it, and they get after it on the offensive glass as well. Number one, number one in college basketball at offensive rebounding percentage since February 1st. I'm not saying they're going to neutralize Oscar Sheebway. He's still going to get his. 
Uh, but in the end, uh, I think the St. Peter's Peacocks, I just like saying Peacocks over and over again, will cover the 18. Fade or follow on that one, my man. Again, minus 110 at DK. Too big of a number. There, there's, And here's what's crazy. And I know that I'll probably get bit on a few of these, but as we're getting ready to do the You Bet the Bracket show for for You Bet tonight, um, this evening on Altitude here in, in, in Denver, um, there's a lot of these spreads that I look at and I go, look, I know these teams could easily blow somebody out by 23, but some of these spreads, Brad, are, are too big. This is yeah, one of gigantic. them for me. Um, this, some of them are, are, I just think, look in the odds makers know more than I do, or let's be honest. Uh, but there's a couple of these that are too big. This is one of the ones that jumped out at me as much as I think Kentucky has a shot to go on a run all the way to new Orleans, um, much the way you do. Um, I still believe that this is too many points. This, this St. Pete's team is good on defense. You already pointed that out. Not great offensively, but good on defense. And I think they can at least to a certain extent, keep Kentucky in check. And if this is relatively close at halftime, then this 18 point spread is in danger for the second 20. So I'll take it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Make some moolah with those peacocks. Number three. All right, let's go ahead and move on here. And here's another widespread, uh, not as uh, a gigantic of a line compared to St. Peter's versus Kentucky. But I like the Zips of Akron, representatives of the Miggity, 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 Mac, Daddies, Daddies, uh, at plus 14, Lundy, against UCLA, UCLA, minus 110, at Caesars Sportsbook. Again, it's just too big of a number. Uh, this Akron team down the stretch, uh, you know, decent offensively, 1.092 points per possession. Uh, and I would say they're just mediocre defensively, uh, giving up 1.00 points per possession, number 119 and adjusted defensive efficiency over the last 10 games in college basketball. What this team does well is they slow it down, they draw a lot of whistles because they're aggressive downhill, get to the line, and make opponents pay. They shoot free throws at a very high clip. And that's where a majority, honestly, of the Zips points come from. Now, UCLA has all the experience in the world, and I don't think they're getting enough pub. Uh, you know, this is a team that blazed a trail to Final Four as a member of the first four last year, and they got everybody back, effectively, Johnny Juzang and Tiger Campbell and Jami Haquez. Uh, and this team has been playing at a top 20 level in terms of the efficiency data for the entire season. Uh, in fact, uh, they are the eighth best team in college basketball over the last 40 days, according to Bart Torvik. So, uh, you know, I think UCLA is going to win. I think UCLA is going to win by double figures. I just think that Akron, who has won eight of their last 10 games, is white hot coming down the stretch here and will keep this one a little bit more snug than people think. So, Give me the zips. John Gross uh, and company there. The head coach, former University of Illinois head coach, plus 14 against the Bruins. Uh, Lundy, pull this one from Caesars. Again, minus 110 there. Fade or follow. This is another one of the ones that stood out to me as being too much. And again, I just told you that I think there's great value on UCLA to go all the way back to the Final Four again at yep. plus 600. Yep. Um, so, you know, again, this comes back to what, you know, again, our, our, our loyal podcast family may be thinking, which is that you and I uh, are completely out of our minds. We are. Uh, but here we are with the two teams that we talked about coming out of the East with value at plus 200 and plus 600, and we're picking the opposite side in the opening round. But again, too many points and you're right about Akron holy crap do they I mean they might as well set up camp chairs and some s'mores yes. at the free throw line dude that is where they live 
And if they can bait UCLA into some of those, um, and, and not necessarily, like if they're driving and you get a decent foul, send the guy to the line, okay, fine. I don't think there's a coach out there that's going to be pissed about that. It's if they can get them into some um, some reaches, right? Yep. Somebody gets right past the three-point line, close to the free-throw line. UCLA starts reaching in, stupid fouls. That's what's going to keep Akron in this game, and I think it keeps it within the 14. I think this is a good call. Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, Akron at the free-throw line, 20.8% of their points come on those freebies. Back to Zips. Stick around for my top plays in the East region of the NCAA tournament. Number two. All right, let's get back after it here, Lundy. Uh, and another dog that could have a day. I like Murray State, and I'm going to take him at plus one and a half against the San Francisco Dons, minus 110 at FanDuel Sportsbook. I interviewed Todd Golden on my XM show earlier this week, and I asked Coach Golden about uh, the health of Mazalski, uh, their big man in the middle, and he said he's a game-time decision. So the fact that he is still struggling with injury, missed the last uh, WCC tournament game before they were eliminated uh, by the Gonzaga Bulldogs uh, is concerning. So uh, he is going to travel with the team, uh, but there is no guarantee that he is going to play meaningful minutes if he plays at all. And that is a gap, even though this team has good front court depth. Mazalski is one of those indispensable guys that can really get after on the glass. And it's going to be critical against this Murray State team that is bigger than you think. And they are an outstanding rebounding team because of KJ Williams' presence at six foot ten, uh, number thirty in the country over the last ten days in offensive rebounding percentage, and number thirteen in defensive rebounding percentage uh, over that span. This is not a running gun Murray State team that you saw with John Morant or Cameron Payne. They do have good guard play, uh, spearheaded there by Justice Hill. Uh, but this is going to be a battle of tempo. San Francisco is the faster team here, folks, and they're going to try to rev the engine, try to speed up Murray State, who prefers more of a half-court setting. Uh, but still, you look at Murray the last 10 days, they're number 54 overall, according to BartTorvik.com, and they're giving up just 0.954 points per possession. So, Mazolski's absence... Uh, combined with the fact that I think Murray State will control the tempo in this game means that they score the outright win. So take it on the money line if you want to get seduced uh, by the Jews. Ain't a bad play, but neither is. Plus one and a half against those Dons. Minus 110 at FanDuel. Fade or follow, my man. Well, if FanDuel's got it at plus one and a half and plus odds, that's nice because both BetMGM and DraftKings have got Murray State favored. Minus well, oh, one and a half. Um, and a minus swung. one. It's yeah, swung. It's, it's swinging uh, in part because of what's probably happening with the action um, and because of what you were just talking about in terms of potential injury news. So I was on Murray State with this one to begin with. Um, I, I, I like this one. This is one of my favorite picks of the first round in the East. Um, as good as the Dons are, I just think this is a Murray State team that's making it to um, that, that, that's making it on to, to play on, on Saturday. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. This is just like a good gut pick. I just think this is a team that's on fire. I think they keep going. I think the Dons are in trouble. Roll with the racers. Number one. All right, let's go to my favorite pick in the East region against the spread, and it's got to be Vatek. Uh, uh, give me the Hokies. I could do the hokey pokey and they're turning themselves around. That's what it's all about. Plus one and a half, Lundy. Don't hey. ever do that again. <laughs> uh, against the Texas Longhorns. Uh, I could do it on a podcast. If I did all the television show, 
I think we have to pay whoever owns the rights to the Hokey Pokey like two grand just for dropping it, just for mentioning it or muttering uh, a single line from that classic song. So That's still cheaper than what your bar tab was last night in Vegas. Well, that's why my voice is raspy, so that is a correct uh, assessment there, Amigo. But I, I do like uh, Mike Young's team uh, against the Longhorns who have been fading and fading fast. Uh, minus 110 at MGM is where I pulled this from. Uh, you look at Virginia Tech. Uh, this is a team that is, is really firing all cylinders right now uh, in every facet of the game. It's a team that shoots well from outside, 39.7% on the season from distance. Uh, and they've been a top 15 performer over the last 40 days, according to Bartorvik and the entirety of college basketball. And they're defending extraordinarily well, too, inside the top 30 adjusted defensive efficiency during that stretch. I love the sets that Mike Young runs. They are gorgeous. They are beautiful. The, the spacing, the ball movement. Uh, he's got some athletic bigs in Kiva Luma and Justin Mutz, who can really get after on the offensive glass. But it's that kickout game to the perimeter. We saw what Hunter Couture did slicing and dicing Duke with all kinds of daggers plunged in that contest from outside. And, and that's the calling card of this Virginia Tech team is offense. And uh, with Texas, even though they're a very stout and stiff defensive team, uh, they just not scored the ball particularly well, and they're just not playing well in general, and they don't have a whole lot of depth right now. So I think Virginia Tech not only wins that game, I think they're going to win against Purdue in the next round and wind up tasting sweetness in the end before they get bounced uh, by Kentucky in what will be a hotly contested game from start to finish. So, again, bar none, my favorite wager in the East, Virginia Tech plus one and a half, or just take them on the money line against UT, minus 110 at BetMGM. Fader, follow my man. You know what scares me about this one is that every now and then I would just totally think that Chris Beard can figure out how to make these guys play good for one game. Just one game. That's all I need. Yeah, guys, yeah. Uh, Just I, I need 40 minutes. You got 40 minutes in you? Yeah, coach, we got you. Okay, boom. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm actually going to fade you on this one. Really? Um, all yeah, right. I, I am. I, for whatever reason, I, I'm. maybe it's just kind of ridiculous blind luck. I don't know. Maybe I just like Chris Beard. He's fun to watch on the sidelines. Uh, he's very animated. Um, yes. But uh, between this one, I, Virginia Tech is on a roll. I'm just hoping maybe with this particular pick that Texas all of a sudden figures it out because then I think they're absolutely going to get their asses kicked by Purdue. Uh, so let's just get them out of the first day <laughs> and then let's see the Boilermakers uh, send them packing back to Austin uh, where uh, the entire city will then be uh, preparing uh, feverishly for the upcoming football season. Yes, definitely. That's where their minds usually are at, with the exception of maybe two weeks out of the year during uh, this stretch of the college basketball slate. And that is a wrap on this edition, special edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. While the South will have the Midwest uh, remaining to break down, so make sure you check those podcasts out. Any of our picks as well, and some of the other sports that are going on nightly, uh, make sure you log on on social media, on Twitter, at Nate Lundy at Noisy Huevos to get those selections there. Uh, make sure as well, too, to drop us a reading and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.